Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. I almost just called it the Creative Podcast. That's where <laughs> we changed the name. We changed yeah, the it. Creative <laughs> Exponent Podcast. There we go. And um, so today we're going to talk about is the best of your past the enemy of your present good? And we were just talking about this right before we hit record and we were both just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we, we really get this. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we get this entirely. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about that because I think often there's, when you're starting out with a business, there are different kind of fears. There's a fear of failure. There, mm-hmm. there is a fear of success for a lot of people. Is what I'm going to launch going to maybe get out, you know, get too out of control in, yeah. in the, I guess, in a good way, but also in a way that it's running your life? Or is it going to take you places that are not necessarily places that you're interested in? But I think once you've been in business for a while, let's say five years or 10 years, you've got this this track record and this history, and that history can be beneficial in that you have all this great experience, but it can also be paralyzing, especially if you've experienced success in one or more arenas and maybe those arenas are changing, the market's changing, and now you're like, now I feel like I've got to continue to, to keep it up. repeat this. Yeah, to repeat the success, to continue to top myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we can both speak from experience. Like that can be very paralyzing yeah. when you're trying to move forward, either in that same arena or in different arenas. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, we we both definitely can. Uh, <laughs> I feel like. As creative, um, you know, entrepreneurs, you you're just going you're going to experience it, you know, unless I don't know, unless for some reason your your brand, your business takes off so far that you know it develops into this really large, you know, this really large corporation. And even then, you, of course, you'll experience moments like this um, because this is a very, as are many of our topics, this is a very internal thing. You know, how are we? processing our, um, you know, our successes or failures. Um, how are we viewing ourselves moving forward? So, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, it just, there's something to the patterns that, that we sort of fall into or that we create for ourselves and, you know, and, and how they begin to really shape our perception of what is, what is right, what is good, what is bad, what is success, what is failure. And, um, you know, I know for me personally, which I mentioned this on our last episode, but you know, you really, I did go through a time in my, in my business, um, somewhere around 2000, I would say when I was, it was really booming in this way was mm-hmm. 2012, 13, um, 14, you know, into early 15. And I just remember not actively thinking this, but looking back, I think that this was really shaping, shaping my perceptions. You know, things were just, man, they were just rocking and rolling. You know, it seemed like every idea was a good idea. 
every product launch was successful, every, um, you know, things with the blog were really great, traffic was just growing and, you know, coming in by the boo coodles and, you know what I mean, it was just successful. <laughs> boo coodles. <laughs> boo coodles. <laughs> yes. It was just, you know, quote, successful. And so... Yeah, yeah. I think, Every day there's an yeah. exciting email about right. a new feature or opportunity. Yep. Yeah, it totally, totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and then, and for me, what that, that did, not in the moment, but years later, it sort of, it, I don't know, I allowed it to create this perception in my mind, well, maybe I've done you know, my best work already. Maybe right. I, you know what I mean? Maybe it's I'm, done. I'm like 36 and that's the, my, the best of my life is done now. <laughs> right. I mean, we're laughing, but look, it's a, it's a real thing. It's just like, you do, you just kind of wonder, man, were, did all my good ideas come out then? I mean, do I have any more? <laughs> are they, are you there? Yeah. So. And I think it's such a, you know, even though this, you know, even as we were talking about this topic, we sort of felt like this is a little bit of a weird topic, but yeah. it really is a, a fairly, um, you know, common story. Not that it's like the the most common, but it is a common story, yeah. which is where the, the phrase like one hit wonder came from. And mm -hmm. you hear pretty frequently of people who have success with um, you know, very early on in their career, either with a piece of art or music right. or maybe a, a store opening that then is just, just goes nuts. Everybody yeah. goes nuts over yeah. it. And then there's this pressure to, to repeat. Mm -hmm. It's every idea has to be this, like the most amazing idea. And mm -hmm. every book has to be a bestseller. Everything has yeah. to be just as good as the first thing. And there actually are people who like never wrote another novel after their first one was yeah. successful or never uh, made another album or, you know, mm -hmm. they because they just could not compete with themselves. And yeah. so, I mean, obviously for you and I, Shauna, we've had success, not on any kind of global no. massive, you know, like that everybody knows who we no. are. But but just because we haven't experienced that doesn't mean that that feeling still isn't real. That it's yeah. like because you've experienced success at some level or things just seemed, you, you had times in your business where things just seemed easy. Yep. Yep. Every idea worked. There there wasn't failure. It, it, just, it just, everything was happening. And then when you hit a point in your business where it's like, well, the market's changed and yeah. something that was popular isn't as popular. And then, yeah, what do you, what do, you do with right. that? How do you move forward? So that's kind of, that's what we want to explore today because we both um, have been there and have been like, okay, we've got to... Regroup. We've got to keep moving yeah. forward, even if it's not at the same level of, you know, so-called success right. as what we've done before. <laughs> Brilliant. You <know? laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> you know, but you brought up a good point. I think that's another thing. I think that the, you know, the whole, um, you know, our past being the enemy of the present good. Um, I think some of it, yes, is successful times. But I do think another, like you just said, when it's easy. Um, you know, how, yeah. how difficult is, it's not just the level of success, it's how, how much effort am I having? It's sort of like a, a value effort to, um, 
to value ratio, you know? So how much right. effort am I having to put in to, to produce the value that I want or that I need or that I, you know, desire? And so, yeah, I think when we go through then those periods where we're having to, or it feels like we're putting in less effort to gain all this value, then that's also another way. It really, you know, it gets in the way or it can in the future. You know, it really, it puts, um, it puts these unspoken expectations on us, on our businesses, you know, and we kind of can't help it. Don't you think? I mean, I don't think it's a very oh, conscious yeah. thing. Yeah, I was actually, that was right the direction I was going to go yeah. was into expectations. Just how, so you you start this track record of um, success mm-hmm. and then there's always expectation for more success from you, perhaps from people who follow you or, or mm-hmm. purchase from you or who are your fans. But some of that, I think it, some of that is real. And then I think some of it's just perceived. Yeah. Like we put that on our shoulders and carry, yeah. yeah, we just carry that on our shoulders. Um, and that can be expectations of what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to behave. Like it can kind of come in a lot of different, yeah. I think from a lot of different directions and those expectations can then, whereas when you first start out, like there, there really aren't very many, many uh-uh. expectations. No. <laughs> it's like, let me just try. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. just hope that someone other than my mom will read this blog or mm-hmm. let's just hope that like, you know, it's, I don't completely fall flat on my face. So right. then when things start happening or when something is an unexpected success, then um, yeah, then it's it's amazing, but it, it does set up some expectations mm-hmm. for the future. So yeah. I think that these expectations can then become um we've I've talked about comparison some of my blog. I don't mm-hmm. know if we've yeah. we've talked about it some here, yeah. but um I think generally when you're comparing yourself to yourself, it can be a positive thing. It can be like, sure, you know, this is how I looked before I lost 15 pounds and this Mm -hmm. is how I look after. And, you know, that can be a real encouragement or this is how I drew two years ago and this is how I draw now after working Mm -hmm. on it. So I think comparison in that sense can be a good thing. But I think this is where comparison can be a real negative thing when you have to live up to your own uh, best at, yeah. at, in the past, um, and and then you either feel like you can't or you actually can't. Maybe it really was a lightning in the bottle kind of mm-hmm. moment, and it's just not going to be repeated, yeah. even though you're still in the equation. Like the rest of the equation is different. Mm-hmm. You're the only thing that's the same. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, just to be more specific, I think that the reason that was easy to do, and I would imagine it's this way, even if you're changing, you know, positions in your career, or let's say, you know, you're at some kind of creative firm, um, you know, and you do have to shift in the, you know, in the office place, if you do, um, even if you shift, you know, your business through the years in any direction, let's say you are, you know, a creative entrepreneur, and you you know, you shift into more of one direction versus, you know, what you were doing five years ago. I think it's just easy. It's easy to to look back and compare yourself now to yourself then. And, you know, to 
sort of, I mean, to do both, you can, you can view it positively. Cause you know, again, I don't think this is a conscious thing necessarily we're doing, you know, out loud all the time in our heads. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of developing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hmm, maybe I, maybe I can't do that anymore. And for me, those thoughts are never these, and I've said this before, like these blaring, you know, um, sirens, it's very subtle and it's very subconscious and it kind of pokes out just a little bit very um, ugh, stealthily. And so, you know, I don't even know that it's <laughs> cool. happening until it's like, this is now a belief that I've got. So, um, you know, I think for myself, it was definitely centered around when I decided to stop blogging. You know, there was a period in my business where I you know, I knew, okay, I've got more of a hybrid business now. So I'm going to blog, yes, but I'm going to be doing, you know, I've also got to do, you know, I'm doing the book and I'm working on stores and, you know, there was the filming and things like that that were happening that, you know, that felt acceptable to me to sort of create a, a hybrid, uh, you know, model at that time. But then when I decided, you know, I'm just going to step back and I'm not going to blog unless I just really feel like sharing something. I just kind of need the quiet and I'm going to, I'm going to step back from that. I think in that moment, I sort of without meaning to, or even consciously realizing it, decided that that was a failure. You know, I decided, well, mm, this is, this yeah. is, you know, this is a failure a little bit. And so even moving into what I would consider a season of um, of success financially as well as, um, you know, just fulfillment. I mean, the level of fulfillment that I was feeling, I'm working with my partners and business consulting, it was, um, at the time, it was incredible. So it's not like I was in some desolate place, but somewhere in there, I viewed that you know, closing that door sort of as a, as a failure. And like, maybe I don't get to do that again. Maybe I don't get mm. to be in that space again. And really that was when I was, I think there's something really oddly difficult and almost like a grief process when you, there's a difference in, because I've done both, when you close something or you change something, you get rid of a business when it's not making money um, versus, I'm going to make this choice because this is sort of the right thing for me. And I mean, mm -hmm. it was a, it was a, it was a grieving process. You know, I felt like I grieved when I stopped writing and then I grieved when I closed the store down. Um, and yeah. so for me, that sort of felt like this, you know, nail in the coffin. Like I don't get to do this again. This is done, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, and again, it wasn't like a voice in my head saying that out loud. It was just sort of this little, you know, the subtle belief system that was sort of being, you know, put into place. And so over the next few years, you know, I would think about writing again or if I wanted to to write another book and I would just, you know, it's not that I would say, no, you can't out loud in my head. It just sort of, that was a block, you know, it created a block, like a fear, you know, that it just sort of, well, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you will. Yeah. And it's sort of that, yeah. that sort of self-defeating kind of, eh, you know, apathy that developed. So. Yeah. I do think these feelings come out of shifts or changes, mm -hmm. whether they're intentional strategic changes yeah. or ones that happen because, you know, the, the market just dictated it. Yeah. 
Um, and I think, so as you were talking, I was trying to think like, how do you, how do you kind of, cause this is something that, that just sort of creeps up. It's not something that's super obvious always. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking back to when I really felt a lot like this, it was just more this, um, I felt, a, I felt a little bit insecure in mm-hmm. new de- in yeah. my decisions. I felt a little bit, um, just a little uncomfortable, just kind of mm-hmm. itchy in my own, you yeah. know, in my own, um, <laughs> yeah. world. I yeah. just wasn't, I just wasn't comfortable. It didn't, things didn't feel easy. And it was always sort of this, that all of my creating was done with a, a little bit of this angst, a little bit of apprehension. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, um, when I kind of explored it a little bit further and thought, you know, I, I think that there's kind of this, this fear that, that my best ideas are behind me. And now, you know, what I'm doing is, you know, really, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just like performing CPR on something that's not going to come back, you know, or I'm just, and, and so much of that, I mean, so much is just perceived. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's not actually any reality in that. Um, but, but I think it's easy, especially when you're, especially when you work from home Mm -hmm. by yourself. Oh gosh. I think it's super easy to get stuck in your own head. And a lot of artists and creative people do that. They work by themselves Mm -hmm. at home and their only affirmation or or real, you know, is whether people buy stuff or maybe, um, you know, like likes and comments and engagement and all that online. So it becomes this, I don't know, you're kind of in your own little bubble and you're not, um, you're not able to get outside of, of yourself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think if you're feeling like that, this would be a good question to ask yourself. Like, and what what's making me feel that way? Do I feel like some of the success that I've experienced is maybe limiting me now? Am mm-hmm. I paralyzed because I'm trying to live up to my own expectations of what success looks like. Oh, and you're kind of making yeah. me feel like sick by saying that. I think I'd do that right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> In the moment In right the now. Moment, and I know yes. I do, t- I do too. I don't yeah. think this is something that it's like it happens and it's done. done. I think it's yeah. something that can creep up anytime. It can be a perpetual thing that you're working against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I think that um, hopefully this isn't just us, and other people are like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> right, they're all just it's not like sitting there like, okay, um, we're done. No, I, <laughs> we're done with this podcast. I don't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> you're just two <laughs> insecure weirdos. <laughs> no, I no, I know quite that possible, other people quite feel possible. this way. <laughs> 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 They've got to. But yeah, I think the thing. So the thing that we really the thing that we talked about and i think the thing that's sort of the um the key is definitely perspective and yeah. definitely looking at just as we look at our lives as sort of this um you know it's this constantly unfolding mm-hmm. story our business is the same way it's this constantly unfolding yeah. evolving ever changing story mm-hmm. that does not follow a nice neat upward line on a graph no. it it's it's this total tangle of ups and downs, moving backwards, um, accelerating forward, and yep. then falling back down again. I mean, it's just that's just how 
Yeah. Um, that's just how it is. That's a part of the journey. It is. And I think, you know, when we're in moments like that, and I mean, you know, I just told just told Marion before we hopped on the call, I mean, I, I'm doing a little of that myself right now. There's just different shifts and things happening where I'm having to sort of fight that voice, you know, somewhat in my head, you know, because uh, now it is a little, it's a little loud. It's loud enough. <laughs> it's loud yeah. enough to be a problem. Yep. So, you know, I think that we, we just sort of have to take, um, you know, take a, take a moment. And, and when we realize that that's what's happening, you know, to tell ourselves that again. And I know that that sounds so cheesy and silly, almost just like this fruitless, um, exercise. <laughs> we seem to say a lot of cheesy stuff. We do, on... <laughs> but you know, it's like I've said, I'm telling you, I, and I just feel so okay about saying it. Cause I was just the most like anti cheesy, anti self-talk person on the planet until I tried a little bit yeah. of it in some really low places. And I realized, Oh, this actually can become helpful over time. <laughs> this is actually yeah. a good practice, you know, but I, I do, I think yeah. you've got to, you know, I do and, and you do, we do, we have to tell ourselves the truth that this is, this is normal. You know, it is just a part of, um, of life and of business. And, you know, look, we can, I mean, that's the thing. We've got two choices. It's either to believe that that's true, that, that we don't, you know, have any new, uh, new opportunities ahead of us and, and that our best really is just behind us, um, or, to, you know, not even necessarily know in our gut that there is better, but to know that we're going to try to see what happens next, you know, yeah. that we're able yeah. to, to just say, you know what, it, yeah, it feels like that. And that sucks. And I don't like it. It hurts. It makes me feel weak, makes me feel insecure, um, makes me feel like maybe I'm not going to be as successful as I thought I would be. But I do know this, I'm going to get up and put my feet on the ground and we're going to take a step, you know, and yeah. we're going to see what happens. And that's, that's really the two choices we get when we're faced, you know, with feeling like this. We, there's not a whole lot, yeah. of, you know, of gray in there. Well, and I will say, like, this just came to mind as we were talking that frenzied perpetual success mm -hmm is really not necessarily a good thing. And historically, no. it's not a good thing. And it was actually interesting. I was watching a documentary on the Beatles. I forget what it was. And, and I thought, like, I was a pretty, pretty big Beatles fan, especially mm -hmm. back in high school when, yeah. um, I don't know, there was kind of this resurgence <laughs> of everybody loved the Beatles. I mean, everybody always loves the Beatles, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like... Yep. Um, it, and uh, this was when they were releasing, like, some of their re, you know... I guess, digitally enhanced songs and stuff. So anyway, I thought I knew, was a pretty good student mm -hmm. of the Beatles and their history and everything. But when I was watching this documentary, I didn't realize how short it was that they toured, like yeah. that they did concerts. Like yeah. it was a very short period of time. And then they completely stopped doing concerts. Mm -hmm. And, um, the reason why, or one of the, I guess this is what the documentary said that they stopped was it was just, it was just too much. too much. It was too much yeah. of a frenzy. It was yeah. essentially, they didn't say it this way, but it was like too much success. They mm -hmm. just could not handle that. And I think that um, the times that we are sort of going downhill can actually be a real blessing to us. Like that oh, gives yeah. us that, that time to catch our breath and the time to 
um, reassess and regroup. I I think when you have just continual success, you don't have that time to stop and think about that. And I can see that in my own path that there was a few years where it was just like, what's next? What, what's next? What's Mm -hmm. next? It was just one thing into another. I know it was the same for you to the point where like, you can't even catch your breath and you realize like, I've been tired for three years. Right. <laughs> I haven't taken a vacation without not having exactly. my computer there. Like it, yep. you just realize like, so I actually, I think that we can view, you know, if we change our perspective, we can view these, the, the slower times or the times when we're not on this dramatic upswing as, as just as a real rest. blessing. Yeah. yeah a time yeah. to, a time to sort of rest in, in that that valley. Yeah. I think. Well, and I, you know, and again, that goes, goes back to sort of things that we've talked about before and just, um, you know, your creative voice and the things you believe to be true and how can we uphold all of that? You know, I think that it's the same for, for this. I mean, we just have to, to try if we can, you know, I think to, to tell ourselves in moments like this, you know, that, that the waiting is a, is often a gift, you know, and yeah, um, and I'm. I will tell you, I'm doing that almost daily right now. Like, hey, yeah, this this waiting right now on these particular things, it's whether or not I can feel it all the way to my bones. Um, it is a gift, and I say this a lot, you know, with um with friends or you know people that are close to me. You know, there is such a deep difference between knowing and feeling. Um, you know, you can know that one day you're going to get there or be okay or fill in the blank, whatever that is. But there is a difference in knowing it and feeling it. But I'm going to be honest, you rarely get to feeling that unless you you know it first and you sort of just yeah. believe it to be true. It's especially when we're talking about, you know, moments in your business or in your creativity where you're really low, you know, and and maybe you are in the place we're talking about where you're looking back and you're thinking, how am I ever going to keep this up or how am I ever going to get back to, um, to here, you know, to that place that yeah. felt so good. Yeah. Uh, and it, that can feel really defeating and really isolating. Maybe you've lost a lot of money. I mean, it, all these things are <laughs> real <laughs> and you get to this place <laughs> where, you know, you're low, man. You're not kind of bummed out. You're, you know, you are down for the count. So, you know, I think, there's no way for us to really feel that again unless we get to a place where we can we can just believe it to be true. We can believe, okay, yes, I was successful. Um, I had great ideas. There's this time was very easy or or however you describe that for yourself. But there are other things ahead of me, and I cannot know them yet. And I'm just in a period of waiting. And something will come from this. This is not this period of time is not. It's just not for nothing. Um, and yeah. even when I'm worried and scared, I just want to try when I can to tell myself that because I do believe that to be true, you know, that, that this, this period of time, whatever, you know, the this is, it, it's, not, it's not in vain. It's not. I'm, gonna, I'm going to look back and I'm going to have learned something or developed something is happening in me right now that, that I need, that I will need one day, you know, so... There, I just put on the Baptist preacher hat, but there you go. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> I didn't mean do to Baptist do it preachers today. wear hats generally? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not in church. Probably not, not in church. 
Um, but so I think a really good, so just some practical advice, I think, um, that we've sort of practiced ourselves. I think one would be like to be where you are. And I know that that sounds like, well, it's like, well, I am where I am. So thanks for that. (laughs) Great, great (laughs) insight. novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) So I think another way to say it is to like, um, you know, instead of looking back and looking forward, kind of put your blinders on yeah. and just be present in what you're doing now and mm-hmm. and find, you know, enjoy the good things that are going on yeah. right now. And, and instead of putting them next to what you've already done, mm-hmm. um, let it, let it be its own thing. Yeah. And I think that, um, there can be a real joy that comes from reinvention and yeah. there can also be, um, tremendous growth and success that comes from reinvention yeah. by not staying the same or doing the same thing you've always done. So I think, yeah. um, that just to, to be where you are and not yeah. worry about what you've done in the past, I think can, can really be a, a good practical way to, I do too. We um, should all print that out it. and put it on our mirrors or something. Be where you are. Right. That's good. I mean, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it really is. It's, that's very valuable. Yeah, I'll and I think that. another thing is just to so yeah, right. <laughs> I think another thing is is to check what your definition of success is. Yeah, and yeah. that's I think that's a really hard word to define. Like we all know what yes. it means, but what does success really, really look like? And we kind of came across that as mm-hmm. we were doing our creative autobiographies yeah. in the little mini episodes. And when we're trying to define words like mastery and like, where do we want to be, you know, what's our ultimate creative goal? And it's like, I don't know. How do you, how do you define when you're there, when something is successful? How do you, especially when you're, when things are so intangible, when it's not always about money and profit, it's not always about a number. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes just about how you feel. Yes. I feel fulfilled in what I'm doing or I feel the success and ease that's coming along with, with Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And so I think that's important to define what success is and define, you know, uh, I guess, how are you experiencing success now? Mm -hmm. And how is the success you're experiencing now different from what's in the past. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. It does. It does to me for sure. I mean, I (laughs) felt a little convoluted. No, no, no. I mean, but I do ramble. So maybe, maybe I'm the right person to listen to you. I don't know. (laughs) You just speak, you just speak my language. (laughs) No, I do. I mean, I think it makes total sense. You know, I think that we go through these phases where, you know, we're just, we're in these places where it's just really easy to to sort of, like you said, put a picture of certain success beside another, you know, and really the truth is when I look back, you know, during those times in my business that I mentioned, at, during each time I felt successful. You know what I mean? I actually did. Yeah. It's just that when you look back from a place where you're discouraged or you've got, you know, whatever it is, even if it's a certain project or a commission piece or whatever the the looming thing is, you know, um, you, you're looking back at just, it's almost like the way we look at social media. You're looking back at just a, a snapshot, you know, of the, mm. of the highlight reel. And the truth is you were going through all kinds of crap back then too, <laughs> you know? 
I mean, you were you were anxious and tired and worn out and all the normal things that people experience even in the middle of success, you know? You had you had a lot of I'm saying you, we, you know, I I had a lot of stress and a lot of moments that were not so awesome in the middle of um some success. So, I think you know, just remembering that we tend to do that. We pull um we pull moments from the highlight reel, you know, back. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember, well, first of all, that's a brilliant way to put it, that oh, we're thanks. we're essentially looking at our own Instagram profile right. pictures, not profile, but, but our Instagram grid, and mm. we're just remembering, like, the best of it. Yep. We're remembering yep. the profit of it or the, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers or whatever. We're remembering those things and not remembering how we felt, you know, insecurities and burnt out or whatever at that, at that time as well. So I think that's really good. And I actually remember us having some (laughs) of those conversations and you always said, it's like, we're going to complain about our diamond shoes being too tight. That's right. We realized like we were complaining about <laughs> success. That I said that. You did say that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that always, it made me laugh and it stuck with me because it is like, um, you know, you, you're experiencing success, but there are still things that are, that are difficult to deal with well, um, sure. in success and failure. It's just, a, it's just a trade off. You yeah. know what? It's which it, one are you dealing with? That's all. Like what is right. it? It just looks different. It, you get to do both in success and failure. You get to feel good and right. bad in both times, you know? Right. Yeah. And I also heard somebody say, so I forget where I read this. Um, I wish I remembered. I have it written down somewhere. I'll have to like, I'll have to put it in a post mm-hmm. or something. But um, I think, I feel like it was in Austin Cleon's book, mm-hmm. Keep Going. I feel like that's where it was, but maybe not. But anyway, he talked about success, mm-hmm. like when success right. just really... <laughs> really stinks like when it's not when it's not fun and I think on the other on the flip side of that there can be failure where like you are super fulfilled fulfilled (laughs) fulfilled (laughs) I can't speak but anywhere where you you, you're really content let's just change the word so I don't have to (laughs) say it anymore (laughs) yes you're like super content you just love what you're doing but you're not making any money off of it or Mm -hmm. you're not getting the kind of so I think um, both words can be completely turned on their heads depending on what your definition of success is yes they can be. And I mean, I feel like I needed to hear this today. I think that I hope that this is encouraging, you know, for, for you guys, because it's um, it's just something I think we're going to face, you know, as creatives, uh, probably quite often, you know, especially because you're taking yeah. something that you're, that you are creating and you are developing, you know, these skills, these creative skills and, and gifts. And man, it's just really simple to, to fall into this, you know, and do this over and over, you know, to ourselves, whether it, you know, and sometimes it may not even be about the business side and the money. And it's more about your actual talent, you know, you looking back at, at moments in your, um, in your creative career or journey where you just feel like, man, I got it then. I was totally inspired. I was on fire. Every piece that I touched was, you know, gold. I mean, we we just do. I think we hit those those places, whether it's, you know, with just our creativity or in the business side, you know, of our of our creative business. So um I do. I hope it's encouraging. But, you know, it's it's yeah. common, I think. I really do. I think it's a it's just a common thing to 
to develop these little, you know, like I said, just these these highlight reels where we look back and everything just looks very picturesque and that's the way mm-hmm. we would have it again. And, you know, it's kind of like I, as a personal example, if I were to look back at that time, you know, there was a whole lot of good stuff going on. But, you know, I also ate McDonald's every day and wrote a book out of a bed <laughs> because that was the only quiet room in the house. And I couldn't cook for my family. I mean, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff, you know, that was stressful or that and was that, that was not on Instagram, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't post that part probably. So, yeah. I mean, I think we just do. We tend to, man, we, we put so much expectation on ourselves that it's almost debilitating, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I think, though, it, but also, too, it, man, um, celebrate that. Like, yep. be, you know, you had success. Like, don't... Um, like, don't ignore that and no. don't, you know, diminish that. Like, let, yeah. let you know, be proud of that success yeah. and let it be something that, um, you know, that you remember and that instead of having it take away from where you are now, um, let it show you what you have been capable right. of before right. and that that's still you. You're still capable of it. Yeah. So I think... Um, Definitely, when when viewed with the right perspective, it can be um, it can be a, an encouraging thing. So we hope that yeah. you guys will take that as as some encouragement and uh, and us too. <laughs> yes, that's right, and yeah. us too. Yeah, I mean, really, we talk about topics that we feel like we need to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. that we would talk about whether you guys were here or not. <laughs> we would that's be right. we would yeah. be doing this. Yeah. So um, anyway, what we're talking about today for our creative contraption is um, an architectural template. And actually, that was something Shauna introduced me to that mm-hmm. she, man, she like whipped out and started working in, <laughs> on this blank piece of paper. Like, and I'm just, okay, hold on. Wait, what, what, what is, is that? that? <laughs> what, are you, what are you using? <laughs> well. I mean, you know, there are like if you just Google that, obviously you'll find a million. Um, and and I'll share on our on our blog, I'll share the actual brand that I've got because it actually the first set that I ever had came in a um in a sketchbook. It came with the sketchbook, hmm. so I wouldn't have probably even picked it up. But you know, I mean, I originally used it only for design, of course, because <laughs> right. that's what it's for. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, I did find it really helpful over the last few years and, um, you know, in website framing, like, you know, just cause I'm, you know, okay, we talk about being paper people, but here's the thing. Like if I'm just sketching out like a web frame really quickly for a client or, you know, for myself, then okay, no big deal. But if I've got to send that to like, and they want it to be maybe hand drawn or I'm going to scan it in or, you know what I mean? Not use my iPad for whatever reason. I need that to be neat and clean and professional and tidy and you know it just it's a it's a good thing to do and you know I have found you we're talking about creativity obviously I have found because my business has been so digital over the last 10 years anything I can do occasionally to actually put my hands to paper is a good thing You know, so I feel that way too. You know, I mean, so anything like, yes, I can get on my iPad and I can sketch an Adobe Sketch or Adobe Draw. And, you know, if even if I want to, I can use a tool, a line tool, and it'll be a straight line. And that's great. And I'm not saying I never use that, but um, there's just there, it's really good for my brain to 
put my computer away for a little while, and I'm sure my eyeballs, um, too. I know my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyeballs will thank you. Yes, they will. But, you know, to actually do something with my hands, that may, that gets my brain going in a way that being yeah. on the computer does not. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I love them. I use them a lot. I'll share the brand. So, though, she has... Yeah, so I got I got some after I saw you do. So Sean mm-hmm. is like is is an architectural one that actually has like if you need to draw a toilet in yeah, your space, a like it's got a little to- <laughs> toilet template. Yeah. But it also has circles and squares. Mm-hmm. And I went out and bought some circle and square templates mm-hmm. and um, some ovals and stuff. But it's really good. So if you do anything with like space planning, mm-hmm. event planning, um, like Sean, if you do any kind of design work, if you need to communicate a vision of, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a website or, yeah. uh, I think it's even helpful. Like if you're trying to, um, just kind of sketch out just some ideas, maybe yeah. for products, maybe for, you know, being able to have it be a perfect square or perfect circle or a perfect oval or yeah. whatever, like Shauna was saying, just helps it, helps it all be a little bit more professional, even like working on logo design. So there's a lot of applications for it. So sure. if you don't have any of these, um, plastic templates, most of the time they're plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually. Um, I would love to get like just... a brass one. That'd be fantastic. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. A brass template would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're usually plastic and they're inexpensive. Oh, gosh, so it's yeah. a great, Cheap. it's a great little tool to use. Yep. Exactly. So next time we actually didn't talk about what our topic was going to be next time. So I just plucked one from our, we have a, actually <laughs> quite ten, a long this list. This tends of, to happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm, then I'm sort of like, oh, okay. All right. Yes. Okay. We'll talk about yep. that next. But yes, actually this has come up for me talking with other creatives a few times. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's talk about this. And yeah. that is procrastination tools, oh, gosh. which yeah, it's like such a um, rampant. It's just such. It's just <laughs> rampant. That's a good way. I was just gonna say it's so true. Yep. Like that, we just procrastinate um, at, for so many reasons, oh, and then we don't yes. do the things that we know we need to be doing that are actually more productive, mm-hmm. more profitable, more enjoyable, more fulfilling. All of that. Um, so we're gonna talk about. <laughs> What procrastination tools are you using right. and um, how to recognize it and then how to sort of how to get, um, out of get past that and mm-hmm. yeah and get actually get some get some good work done. So yes. we're gonna talk about that next time. A little bit of a lighter topic than <laughs> you know, comparing yourself to yourself and being paralyzed by it. <laughs> <laughs> They're both, both the joyous real. topic. Yep, they're both they're both real though. We gotta cover all the bases here. <laughs> They are. And it is funny how often creative talking about creativity does take you to these very emotional places. It, it uh, yes, really it does. does. Yes, it does. It's like unavoidable. We're not trying to be like deep and it just, <laughs> it just, just gets deep. Yep, it does. It does. It does. So anyway, we will see you um, next time then on episode 12. See you guys then. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. <laughs>